to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? I'm doing well, thank you. Full of enthusiasm at the moment. Back back into the stride again. Brilliant. Enjoying, Enjoying myself. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, you've again managed to catch a, a perfect time, moment of silence here at the the <laughs> household. It's, um, it's it's pretty good. They're all completely asleep on the sofa. Well, this is a good time to do it then. We I must know. do that every week. Because it truly is chaos at times. <laughs> We're both, both pulling our air out sometimes here because just can't contain them. They're running and leaping everywhere. Uh, these little kittens, but they're doing they're doing well. They're doing well. We're all doing well, enjoying uh, the slightly warmer weather that's uh, coming our way. And um, yes, lots still lots of DIY and housework going on at the moment. So it's a bit chaotic, um, but still, it's all good. And uh, yeah, lots of nice things uh, coming to Colin Bradley Art. Something very exciting that we're working on in the background that I can't talk about yet, but uh, hopefully it won't be too long. Um, lots of new projects coming up. Uh, one of the projects that we're going to talk about today, I'm going to try and, I know I've said this before, try and keep up with, uh, you know, ones that you're working on and releasing them pretty soon. You know, I managed to get that snow, uh, that leopard in shadow mm. up um, by the time the podcast came out. Um and so I'm trying to keep up as as much as possible with with what you're doing with getting them released, as well as working mm-hmm. on all the, the mm-hmm. backlog of stuff. Um, but yeah, lots of variety coming. Um, what have you been working on this week, Dad? Well, this week I've um, I finished the beautiful cat, which we've um, we've just finished with on the UART paper, which I was pleased with. And now I'm working on the uh, another shadow picture. It's a quickie, really. It's one I had, had a little while, and I thought, I know that. I'll just fit that one in between um, the cat, which was a longer longer project, and the next one, which is going to be a longer project as well. So I thought a nice little slip, slip one in between the two because I know that I've, uh, the people love the shadow pictures. And um, so uh, this is what I'm doing at the moment, right this moment of time. I uh, broke off to do the podcast. Brilliant. For you. Brilliant. Well, yes, you mentioned, I think, last week that you were going to go back to, to doing a picture on UART, and it is this beautiful cat, which uh, I've managed to grab the footage from your computer and uh, get putting that together. So hopefully um, it won't be long until that is up on the site so people can um, give it a go. Uh, how have you found doing? This is the first, I think, domestic animal you've done on UART? Yeah. The snow leopard was the first one I did, uh, and I was a bit hesitant with that, but that's came up really well. And because it came up well, I thought, right, let's do another one. But this one was a bit more challenging because it wasn't as big. I, I deliberately made it sort of smallish. I didn't uh, – it's not that small, but it's smallish. Is it smaller um, than A4? Yeah, and, and it's not It's not a profile. It's not a, just a, a, a head and shoulders job. This is a full cat, although you don't see the, the part of the back and the tail. That disappears off on the left-hand side. 
but you see all the important bits. Uh, and I started that, but of course the eyes are very small, uh, very tiny compared with when you're doing a whole whole cat. And I found that a little tricky with the UART. I think UART lends itself better to the larger pictures, especially in animals. Uh, however, it came up well, and uh, uh, I was I was pleased with it in the end. Had a lovely background on it, so mm. I think very, I think people will like it. Very different that uh, that picture. Like it's just got something a little bit different to it than mm. your other domestic portrait uh, animals. You know, your cats mm. that you've done before. Yeah, it it um, it does. I'm going to I'm going to use you up more, uh, and I'm going to do more work on it. I do need to do that because I know a lot of people, especially in the states, uh, they are um, more prolific with the UART than they are with the pastel map. So, but we're here in Europe, uh, where we're we're tending to move toward pastel map, which I like. I like both, uh, and I still probably prefer the pastel map at the moment. But things may change. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let's talk. We've got a couple of questions that we'll get to at, at some point, but let's firstly talk about the uh, other shadow picture because you were chatting to me off air about um, a section of the picture that um, you came a bit stuck on. Yes, what happened was I, I religiously was following the – it's a profile of a man, right, and uh, a, a youngish man. About your age, Steve, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, I, I, I got down the eye on the nose. And when I got to the, finish the nose off, I was, I did, was, and of course people will see the original as well. And I, I followed it exactly. I didn't deviate at all. I don't usually, because when you're doing profiles and you're, well, you're doing um, people, portrait you've got to really stick to your guns you can't really go off at a tandem and say i think i'll use a bit of artistic license here i know i do from time to time but it's only you it's not in features the eyes nose mouth so on i i stick to that especially in shadow because you can get into a lot of bother anyway when i finished the nose off uh i had a break and went back to it again and when i saw it again i don't like that nose no, it, and I followed it exactly the same as the, the um, photographic reference I was looking at. I thought, well, how, how can I sort this out? Because I can't change it, surely. And I thought, maybe I can. Then I had the, the idea of maybe I would change it, not on camera. I would just change it and then tell people afterwards, say, I've, I've altered the nose a little bit, folks. But then I thought, why not? actually show it so i actually showed me actually altering that nose and i've got to say it looks much better so i think it's going to be an interesting uh, for, for people to see how you can do something like that and and change something doesn't change the the actual um person i mean if as i said if this chap was looking at it and i'd done it for him he'd be he'd bless me he'd say well thank you for that that would have looked that would have looked awful if you know like a couple of great big spots of dark on my nose i don't like that so i changed it and made him look much more handsome <laughs> so 
I think uh, it's going to be interesting for people to see it. I haven't done that before, not as, as radical as that. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting quite blasé now with the shadow pictures. I think, no, no, let's give it a go. And I, and I, did, I do mention on the video that I have done a lot of noses in my time. So it wasn't too difficult because I know what they are, the shape of them and how they look. What I didn't realize and didn't know is how it worked in shadow. Mm. So, and uh, but I took a chance, and it looked great. So it looks great, and we're going to show it anyway. So, what would your advice be then when when people do this? Um, obviously, you, you you don't necessarily want them to have to to follow you all the way through that nose, because otherwise they'll get to a point where they'll have to correct it, like like <laughs> you did. Um, is there anything that you can think of now that you would sort of interject, like if pe- when people are following you to say, "Don't put this on." Well, the one thing that they are going to follow is my picture. So they'll actually be following that. Um, so, But I don't want to cut that section out. I want to mm. put the whole thing in. So, yes, I think that's probably something that um, we might be able to put in. And now, you know, something to words, I, I wouldn't want to necessarily say it, but maybe you could put it into the video, say, now, although... You're watching Colin do this nose. Uh, bear in mind that it doesn't look like your reference picture that you're looking at. Yeah. Because they will be looking at that reference picture of mine. And the reason it doesn't is it's going to alter it. But follow on, watch the nose, and you'll see how Colin actually does adjust it. So I think I don't think that's the only problem. It's going to be a lot easier to do it the way I've done it rather than the way I originally did it. See what I mean? So if they follow, if they watch the whole thing and then look at, focus on the second section um, Mm. where you've corrected it and made your alterations, if they follow that, Mm. they'll get the result. Yes, it should be easy to do because you're you're just following my, uh, I kind of redo the nose. They don't have to do it the way I did it originally and then alter it themselves. They wouldn't need to do that. They could see how it does look originally and they can just say, well, okay, I don't need to be. It's only a question of heavy shadows. There's two very heavy shadows on the nose. It's the way the lighting, the chap who's whoever lit this. um, I don't think it's the fault of the uh, sitter. It's the fault of the lighting man. It, just two heavy black areas, and, and I'm talking about black areas, and I didn't really see it. I just saw the whole thing and thought this would be a nice picture to do. Um, but I'm glad I've done it now because it does give me an opportunity for us to talk about it, for one thing, and two, to see people can see for themselves how if they, uh, they've got to have a little bit of experience, I think, you know, like I had, I've had a lot of experience with doing portrait work. So you've got to have a little bit of experience if you're doing your own work, not if you're following me, because that, you've only got to do what I do. Mm. But if you're doing your own work and this happens, uh, then, you know, it's nice to be, know that you could do it. Mm. And also, it's, mm. yeah, it's, 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 it's all learning. It's a learning curve all the time, Steve. And uh, I think this is, this is what we're all about. Mm. I mean, I didn't make a mistake. You know, I want to say that I actually followed what I saw. But when I looked at it, it 
I couldn't have left it like it. So you either got to scrap something like that and say, well, I'm not going to present it to anybody. I'll just tear it up. Or you go ahead and say, well, no, 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 hang on a minute. Let's see what we can do. Hmm. It's a good example of um, not necessarily following the reference picture to the T. Well, in a profile of a a person, I haven't altered that at all. So the the actual shape of the nose, the shape of the eye, the shape of the, the face as a whole is exactly the same. There's no change. All I've altered is the actual shadowing. Mm. That's all I've altered. So it it, it, could, it must still, still look like the person because the, the, um, the, the features are as they are and as they were. Mm. But it's the, the shadow effects that uh, have been altered slightly. Interesting. Interesting. Softened, really. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, I, look forward to, I look forward to watching that now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing how you get out of that one. Lovely. Excellent. Okay, well, moving on to a couple of questions that have come in this week that we thought we'd talk about. One of them uh, came from Marcia, uh, and Marcia says, uh, Hi, Steve. I hope you and the kittens are doing well. I had a question for Colin regarding uh, something I was curious about. I've heard Colin talk about warm greys, the 270 and 273, and cool greys, 230, 233. And I've noticed on animals that have primarily warm colours where Colin uses the warm greys. When it comes to the nose, he will switch to the cool greys. Why is that? Why does he not use the warm greys on the nose if the colours in the animal are warm? You could do that. You can do that. But, but if you're being particular, as I am, Generally speaking, if you're using the general colours are dictated by the uh, general uh, overall colour of the animal. Sometimes it's got a blue bias. Sometimes it's got an earthy bias. Do you know what I mean by that? So therefore, you're kind of restricted to those warmer tones or cooler tones. And very often when when this happens... You find that although you're sticking to your guns, when you get down to the nose, that changes. It's like a, especially a, um, a dog's nose, particularly, has a kind of bluish look to it, mm. even though the rest of the animal might well have a, a warmer look. So, therefore, you, you say, Well, I'll use both. And you can, you can use both. I've even used both in the picture before now. Uh, whereas, you know, if, if you see it looks to, like a cool um, bluish, I, talk, I say bluish because usually it's got a blue hue to it, then you really need to use the 230 and the um, 233 because then you want to put on top of that a darker colour and the darker, the obvious darker colour is 181. Now, you could say, I wouldn't do it, but you could say, well, I could use 270, I could use 273, then I could use 181. But therefore, then you're mixing cool and warm together. And I wouldn't necessarily think that's a good thing. Generally speaking, if you're going down that road, you would use 175 instead of 181. So it's 270, 273. And 175, they are all on the warmer, earthier colours. Right. 
Mm, so interesting. It's, ju- it's just the way you see it. And I think everybody sees things slightly differently. I'm very fortunate, really, because I've got a very good eye for color. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I've got, I've got the opposite of color blindness, if you like. I can actually see colors and I can see the tones. Um, I'm, but uh, I'm, I'm very lucky like that. Yeah, because I, I just, I would not have, I guess that's something that people can train as they see you do more pictures and sort of see what you see. Um, with that kind of explanation, it, it really helps to sort of understand your approach to that because um, then people, when they watch a, a class, will go, oh, there is a reason why he's picking that colour then. Um, mm. I might not be able to see it, but perhaps, you know, over time I will, I, I, I will start to see it more often, train those eyes to see the bias mm. of warm and cool mm. on various sections of it, a picture. It, it's, very, it's very much a natural um, attribute, really. You, you, if you've got a natural feel for it, then it, it, just, it, it just comes to you. You don't have to think about it too much. Um, but you know not everybody's got that they may have another and again this is only the way i look at it you've got to always remember that i'm looking at it from my point of view all the time i have to i can't i can't um, look at it from another point another person's point of view mm. anyway yeah that's a good one okay thanks um marcia thanks for sending over that that's a, a, a really good question so i hope that's helped uh, another one's coming from Sandy. It's all about grace today, actually. Sandy says, mm, mm. Uh, a question for Colin. I'm currently doing the three tulips and am up to the table. I was just wondering why you blend the 230 grey before adding the 233 grey. Why don't you put both colours down and then blend them together? Mm. You could do that. If it works for you, do it. I don't do it because I don't. I like to, I like to um, lay the first color as a foundation color if it's if it's a, a, a warmer color then i'd stick to 270 first of all that goes on first and i and you can govern how much you put on of that you see you could either put a heavy coat or you can put a light coat if you put a light coat then the next color you use which uses 273 would have a more of an influence it would have a darker influence but if it's on the the lighter part of the section that you've used a heavier application of 270 it would be lighter so you're kind of you're kind of giving yourself a bit of a leeway really if you put them together you can't do that mm. you just got to say i plunk this and i'll plunk that on and whatever comes up is the way so you haven't got the control over it same thing with same thing with um uh, 233 if you use 230 first of all you're you're Working on how much colour, it also depends on the paper you're using. If you're using Ongre, it's more important than it is if you're using Pastomat. The Pastomat you can get away with more, but Ongre you can't. So I've trained myself through the Ongre paper to start with. So once you do that, you put the uh, 230 on, and sometimes you put a little less on. I mean, for instance, just for instance, um, the shadow pictures that I'm using, now I use the uh, 270 in this case, and sometimes I put a lighter color, light, lighter application of 270, and then other times I put a heavier coat. So when I put the next color on, which is 
sorry, 229 in um, the Criticolor, if that hits the lighter part of the 270, it will lighten up. So I'll get a lighter tone, which is what I'm looking for. If it hits the lighter application of 270 and goes on, it will be darker. So I'll have a darker tone. So I can govern that. And I'm doing that right at this moment, actually. what This is what I've been doing today. Now, I know it's not greys, but it's the same principle. You're, you're, you're putting the same principle together mm. by, using the, the, by, by, govern, by using them two individually. You can get better effects than you can if you put them both together. So mm. you put both together, you haven't got that uh, facility at all. You haven't got the variation. Explains. Yeah, no. you haven't got the choice of having a variation of... Uh, a, a lighter application and a, a weaker, uh, lighter and a stronger application um, throughout. Yeah, the picture. That's interesting. Do you think that is that something you would do more with a softer pastel? Do you think or a pan pastel, where you could blend? Because I'm thinking about the texture as well. Whether a softer medium you might be able to blend a little bit more on the paper like if you were using soft pastel on pastel mat or pan pastel on pastel mat would mm. that would that work a little bit differently or would you still do the same thing I, i'd still do the same thing i wouldn't i wouldn't alter i don't alter my structure of applying a pastel at all um whether it's a pastel uh stick pastel i don't use soft pastels very much at all as you know, I, I, I used to, in the old days, the main reason for that was that when I was using ombre, you needed a little bit more pigmentation. When you're using pastomat, you don't have to worry so much about that because the stick pastels don't mark the paper as they do when you're using uh, ombre. So you can get away with it more. But uh, I still stick to, no, I still stick rigidly to my uh, application of colours. Mm. When they work for you, and they always they've worked for me very well on all subjects, um, I'm not going to alter it. It's quite easy. Uh, it's, it, well, it's, it's easier as well to replicate for a student to replicate that if they can see you putting down one color and then putting down another color. Um, mm. You know, it's it's not it's not necessarily easy to see the exact amount of application. You have to just judge by looking. But if you're putting two two colors on and mixing it on the paper. Um, gets a little bit, a little bit harder to see, I imagine, from a copying sense. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily do that uh, at all. And when I'm putting backgrounds at the cat that uh, we, we, we've just done on UART, um, UART is has got a heavier tooth to it than pastel mat, so you can get away with a bit more that way. Uh, but even there, I still put my lighter colours on first and establish them and then put the stronger tones on top of them because mm -hmm. that gives the cushion uh, that uh, is needed. Otherwise, you'll get hard marks, and you don't want hard marks. on a, It's very hard to get hard marks out. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I just want to touch upon, because I was chatting to someone during this week about colour shapers. They were having a bit of trouble with colour shapers on pastel mat. And I remember when you first started using pastel mat, you um, had a little bit of trouble with the colour shaper. But then mm -hmm. am I right in you resolving that by adding more pastel on? Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's nothing better than the shadow pictures to work on that. 
because you start with the lighter colors and if you haven't got enough of the lighter tones on and then you subsequently put the darker tones if you haven't got enough it doesn't work it just doesn't work at all so you're, you're forced into making sure that you've got plenty of pastel on before you use the color shaper hmm. i thought so because you, yeah. you've got to fill the tooth up you can get away with it more with on gray again because on gray is smoother but if you've got a heavy paper, you are, you you no, no chance. You've got no chance of using a colour shaper unless you make sure that you've got plenty of uh, pastel on. But once you put the pastel on and you've got it on there and you've got enough of it, you'll know when you start using the shaper. Then you get even better effect. You get a smoother transition between fur particularly. Works out really well. Mm. There's no, whatever people say about that, if, if somebody comes up and says, my colour shaper don't work, oh, yes, it does. It's you're just not using it right. And it's as simple as that. I've used them. I wouldn't do without them now. If you took them away now, if you said to me, I've stopped doing the colour shapers, Colin, not doing them anymore, I'd have to change my whole way of thinking. Yeah. Because cool. they are so useful. That's good. I'm glad I threw that in because other people might have uh, found the same thing. But great. Fantastic. Okay. Well, lots of really good advice. Thank you, Sandy, uh, for sending uh, that question as well. And if you've got a question you, or a topic you want us to cover that we've not yet covered, please send us uh, uh, an email, get in touch with us via the website or Facebook, however you like to do it, and send us your questions and we'll happily answer them. Excellent. Okay, Dad. Well, we've got the the cat to hopefully go up as soon as possible. I'm not going to tie myself to any deadlines of when I can get that up, but <laughs> I've got the footage <laughs> and people will be able to see this cat on the podcast artwork and on the blog. So if you're curious about what's coming, then check out that uh, picture and um, it will be coming soon. And um, we're going to show uh, we're going to show a little bit. Uh, you took a, a couple of photos of the... Um, the nose that you did mm -hmm. in shadow. So That's we're right. Gonna, we're going to show you yep. those as well. Yep. Um, lovely. Okay. Well, what's next, Dad? What are you going to be working on? Do you know, this? I don't know yet. What I, I, I rather fancy doing a colored pencil picture. That's what I fancy doing. So that I've got to find a suitable one, uh, something that I really want to get my teeth into. And I want to do a larger one as well. So, Fantastic. but I haven't, I haven't found a subject yet. It's got to be a landscape. That's a must. Uh, so I, I haven't got it. I haven't got, I haven't sorted it out yet. It's unusual for me. I've usually got the next one and the next one and the next one lined up, mm. but I haven't. In this case, I haven't. Brilliant. No, it's fine. That's fine. That's good. Uh, well, we'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Everyone, we have to see what uh, you choose to do, and we'll talk about that next week. Well, it'd be another story, really, because uh, as I've got no idea at the moment, um, a week's time. I will have an idea. I've got to because I, I can't do without having a, something on the go. So by next week, I will answer that question for you. Brilliant. Fantastic. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks, Dad. And thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.